The following podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Everyone that knows me knows that I'm super into spooky season, or as you call it, fall. The cooler weather, bonfires, exploring back roads late at night. Oh, okay, maybe that's just me who likes to play in the dark. But in this episode, I wanted to share a few of my favorite horror houses. What is more bone-chilling than a haunted house? Some of these stories have been made into movies and TV series. Don't be surprised if you recognize a few. Let's head inside. My first pick is the Kasha House of Kaimuki in Honolulu, Hawaii. In ancient Japan, the word Kasha is translated to fire cart. It is said to be a creature that would frequent large populated areas to eat fresh human corpses. This creature is a type of Japanese baka neku, which is a Japanese yokai, specifically a supernatural cat. Oftentimes they live under the guise of a house cat or a stray cat. Legend states that the kasha will animate a corpse as a puppet, or it may just eat it as a meal. They are surrounded by flames from hell, and they only reveal their true form during a funeral. It is believed a kasha resides in the Kaimuki house located on the 8th Avenue and Harding in Honolulu, Hawaii. On August 13, 1942, the Honolulu Star Bulletin published an article about a haunting incident. It was blamed on the evil doings of a kahuna. In most cases, the word kahuna describes skilled masters in the Hawaiian Polynesian culture. But the reference here is defined as an evil curse-casting witch doctor. The article described a phone call that came to authorities around 1.25 a.m. Police Sergeant Mosley Cummins and Patrolman Robert Anseth arrived. They found a 10-year-old Hawaiian boy alongside his two sisters who were 18 and 20. They were on the living room sofa screaming in fear. Their mother was also in the room screaming. Officers witnessed her waving tea leaves and Hawaiian salt around the room to get rid of ghosts. During authorities' interview with the mother, she stated that at 10 p.m., her 10-year-old son smelled an odor. They believed the odor was ghosts in the home. She further stated that the spirits became angry as they had been detected 
and begin to attack her children. Attempting to strangle them, throw them across the room, and levitate them. She felt her former husband, who had left the family, was to blame. Police believed it to be the work of an evil kahuna and took the woman and her children to her sister's home. Other tales state a young couple moved into the home and neighbors would call the police and describe sounds of domestic violence. But upon the police's arrival, the couple stated they were being attacked by a force they could not see. In a 1972 incident, an urgent call comes to authorities that three young women who share the house are hearing strange noises inside the home, as if someone was moving around throughout the house and speaking. One of the young women felt as if someone was placing their hand on her arm. In their emergency call, they requested Hawaii officers to escort them away from the home. They decided to stay the rest of the night with one of the girls' mothers in Papakolea. The three young women got into their car and the officer got into his. As they drove down Waiale Avenue, the young woman driving the car pulled over into the parking lot of Oasis Cafe. Currently, there is a public storage in that location. The officer later wrote in his report that as he approached the vehicle, he could see the young woman sitting in the middle fighting something off. It appeared that an invisible force was choking her. The officer reached into the car to help the young woman, but he felt a large, invisible, calloused hand grab his arm and twist it. He ran back to his vehicle to radio for assistance. The responding officer came prepared to break up a fight in a car, but to his surprise, he simply would be fighting off attacks from a ghost. They placed the hysterical young woman in his car and asked the others to follow, but the patrol car wouldn't start. Quickly, he unloads the young woman from the vehicle, and now the engine starts. Placing the women back in their car, the two cars drove for about five yards, and the officers witnessed the young woman's car doors fly open. The same young woman was being attacked, again by an invisible force. She was tearing at her throat as if someone was choking her. Both officers attempted to pull her hands away from her throat, but they were unable to. One officer ran into the Oasis Cafe and ran back with a handful of Hawaiian salt and a glass of water. The officer sprinkled this on everyone and immediately all was calm. The officer stated he had learned from his grandmother that ghosts would go away with a bit of Hawaiian salt and water. 
1994, a professor of American history at Tokai International College in Honolulu wrote and published a book about a fictional character who witnessed the horrific deeds of the Kasha. In more recent times, there is an article on theoverlyopinionated.com from a writer who states they've lived in this home and it is, in fact, haunted. My second pick is the Boise Murder House. The Boise Murder House is also called the Chop Chop House, and there's a good reason for a nickname like that. On June 30th, 1987, Preston Murr was brutally murdered in the basement of this home. The Boise, Idaho home located at 805 West Linden Street in Boise, Idaho is home to a gruesome crime. On the day of the murder, Preston Murr was having literally a hell of a day. His day got started with him being cited for disorderly conduct. He had attended a funeral and after, he got drunk. He was cited for being involved in a drunken fight. But this wouldn't be the last interaction with the police Preston had on this day. Several hours after the drunken fight, he would place a call stating that someone had threatened him. Preston also reached out to an acquaintance to discuss the threats he had received. Preston left his girlfriend at the apartment and went to a Circle K store on Boise Avenue. He met with Daniel Roger and Darren Cox at the Circle K to discuss the threat as well as other criminal situations. Particularly, Preston told Daniel that he knew where some of his stolen guns were being kept. Preston joined Rogers and Cox in Rogers' car and drove to Preston's sister's apartment, where the three discussed the threatening telephone call and the whereabouts of guns had been stolen from Roger. The three then went back to the home on Linden Street to grab another gun and head out to locate the apartment that Preston identified. It's not determined if they found the stolen guns, but the three returned to the Linden Street house And at one point, a fight occurred between the three men. Preston was shot in the shoulder with a .357 Magnum handgun. He made an escape after being shot and headed out the door to a neighbor's home. But the neighbor didn't answer the door in time. Preston was dragged back to the Linden house. The neighbor described hearing pounding at his door and someone yelling, let go of me. 
As he peeked out of the window, he saw someone chasing Preston. He also found blood smeared on his door. Droplets of blood were scattered about the porch area. This prompted the neighbor to call the police. The neighbor did notice one of the men next door washing his own porch down with a hose. After being dragged back to the house, Preston Murr was shot in the head with a 357 Magnum. The bullet went straight to his brain. His body was taken to the basement where the two men cut him into pieces with an axe. The two men placed the body parts into a plastic bag and drove to Brownlee Reservoir at the Oregon-Idaho border. where they dumped the bags. Several days went by before the body parts started to wash up. The two men were eventually arrested and serving time in prison. In the years after, many have lived in the murder house most do not find any strange or unsettling situations, but all agree there is something completely off about the basement. My final pick for this episode, my all-time favorite story, is The Demon House. We've actually brought the full story to you back in Season 2, Episode 7. The Ammons Family Haunting is what we titled it. If you want the full details on this one, just go find that episode. In 2014, Zach Baggins of Ghost Adventures purchased a home at 3860 Carolina Street in Gary, Indiana. It was believed to be haunted. He paid $35,000 for the home. Prior to purchasing the home, the Ammons family lived in the home and were plagued by paranormal attacks. In November of 2011, single mother Latoya Ammons and her three children, ages 7, 9, and 12, moved into the home with her mother, Rosa Campbell. By December, not long after moving in, the family would find swarms of black flies in their screened porch. Even during the snowy weather, all their attempts to kill the flies never worked. Rosa Campbell and her daughter began hearing footsteps in the basement coming towards the kitchen. Then the doors creaking, but no one would ever be there. One night, they saw a shadowy figure of a man. He appeared to be pacing back and forth in their living room. Upon investigating the shadow, 
they found muddy boot prints in the living room. At one point, Rosa was choked by an unknown force. But thus far, whatever this was, had only affected LaToya and her mother Rosa. But in time, they found LaToya's 12-year-old levitating above her bed in the middle of the night. And once, during a Department of Child Services visit, the 9-year-old began to grin oddly and then walk up a wall backwards in the DCS office. He then flipped over his grandmother Rosa and landed on his feet. The family moved out of the home and in time Zach purchased it and began filming and investigating the home. Unfortunately, some strange medical occurrences affected the crew. Some got better. Some got better in time. Others had permanent issues. Zach himself suffered from some severe vision issues, and Dr. Taff had organs shut down. Zach once described the house as a disease, a contagious disease. You can actually stream this documentary. It's titled Demon House. It's a great watch. Do you believe homes can be haunted or cursed? We may never know. So for now, we'll leave it to the realms of the unexplained. I hope you enjoyed a few of my favorite horror houses. There are so many to talk about, but... um, We just don't have that much time in one episode. Um, We'll have to choose a few more in the future. Don't forget to look for these stories and more on the website, unexplainedrealms.com. If you're new, you can visit us at unexplainedrealms.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And don't forget to smash those like, subscribe, and follow buttons. And don't forget to hit the show notifications button on Spotify so you can get reminders when we drop a new episode. Don't forget to click on our sponsors' links when visiting unexplainedrealms.com with a variety of brands and products to choose from and the most exclusive deals just for you.